I'm Don Hawkins, and I once heard Chick-fil-A founder Truett Cathy say, you can tell if a person needs encouragement, check to see if they're breathing. I'd like to invite you to my weekly podcast, Encouragement for You, featuring encouraging guests like Dr. Greg and Aaron Smalley, Dan Cathy, the late Dr. Frank Menrith, Josh McDowell, and more. To subscribe to my weekly Encouragement for You podcast, go to lifeaudio.com. That's lifeaudio.com. Life Audio. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Salty Saints Podcast. I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And today we are just super duper thankful. <laughs> yes, we are. Is that, is that a great intro or what? It's a fantastic intro. Like, like, yeah. like, are you super thankful for how awesome that intro was? <laughs> you know, I'll get there. <laughs> okay. All right. That's fair. If you haven't noticed, it's Thanksgiving. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. Close, close to it. To. I don't know. Right now, it's technically like weeks before Thanksgiving. But by the time you hear this, it's likely Thanksgiving. Probably going to be Thanksgiving week. Yeah. Would be my guess. So, we're talking about being thankful, dude. Yeah. And not tip, not in maybe your typical sense. We're going to get into Hopefully. a more biblical sense of yeah, being yeah. thankful. What does the Bible say about being thankful? You know, because that is kind of what we, we do here, you know. So, yeah. you know, it seems like a rational decision. And we're going to do that. But first, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsors. For whom we are very thankful. For whom we are very (laughs) thankful. That is right. Are you concerned about tensions in the Middle East? Do you wonder where we're currently at in the biblical timeline? Are we really in the last days? Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Carl Muller with the Inside the Epicenter podcast. Every week, my co-host, best-selling author Joel Rosenberg, and I answer those questions and more. You'll hear inside knowledge of our meetings with leaders at the highest levels of government in the U.S., Israel, and the Middle East, equipping you to filter the news with biblically sound insights. Find Inside the Epicenter on your favorite podcast app or go to joshuafund.com to listen and subscribe. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ. All right, Randall. We're talking about being thankful. Yeah. Um, I found an excellent Bible verse that I just think really sets the tone for where we need to head here. Okay. All right. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. For you. Yeah. That seems... I like that. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just so simple, right? Yeah. Because yeah. when we generally think of being thankful, I don't know that we think of being thankful in all circumstances. Right. And you think of what Paul was going through at that time. I mean, he's writing to the Thessalonica church. He was thrown out of Thessalonica. He ran so they wouldn't kill him. Yeah. Yeah, that's not great. And he says, be thankful. Paul, if anybody ever had reason to, like, okay, for instance, <laughs> if if Paul only gave thanks when things were going good for him, Paul would have never gave thanks. That's true. That's true. He would have never, because it seems like things always went bad for him. Well, I mean, in all fairness, Jesus is like commissioning to Paul is, you're going <laughs> to suffer for me. <laughs> Big guy. You're going to suffer like you made the Christians suffer. <laughs> right. But like, but Paul happily kind of leans into it, right? And he's like, you know, well, I'm going to own this. It's amazing how many times Paul says, give thanks. I can uh, tell you here in just a second. Go ahead and talk, and I'll give you a number when you're done. Um, uh, turkeys, uh, pilgrims, um, uh, May- Mayflower, I don't know. Oh, I read something today that's interesting. 
This has zero to do with what we're talking about. Well, yeah. kind of, because it's yeah. Thanksgiving related. Were there pilgrims from Holland? Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of them were. But I thought, I okay, this is just my apparent like limited historical understanding. I blame the school system personally. <laughs> but like when I think of the pilgrims, I think of British immigrants, English. Yeah. the English immigrants coming over to flee religious persecution, right? They wanted to worship on their own terms basically, right? Yeah. So Holland was going through a similar thing at that time and it all happened at the same time or is there a difference there? Um, uh, most of the pilgrims actually came from Holland to England because they could, they thought they could get away from the religious persecution. And they, they couldn't. And it didn't. Okay. <laughs> you know? All so right. they just kept going. So they were from Holland, but they came over with the English. But they had established in Britain for a number of years. Interesting. So, yeah. Okay. Like I said, that's not really where we're headed, but no. I read that and I was like, no. oh, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> so here we are. Here we are. You, you okay. got that number? 38 times the word give thanks occurs in the New Testament. 23 of the 38 is from Paul. You don't typically think of Paul as somebody who is a thankful person, maybe because of he's a some prickly. of the other things. Yeah, he's, he's a, a little, little salty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, salty uh, in, in both senses of the word, right? Yes, right, right. Yes. He's, he is salt and light, and he is just a little fed up. <laughs> yeah. um, which sometimes I'm not sure which are which uh, which version of that word applies better to our podcast, but, but almost <laughs> two thirds of the times. That the word give thanks occurs in the New Testament. It's Paul saying it. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That is cool. In fact, Paul and the Psalms, those are the two sources of most of the Bible verses for giving thanks. Well, you know what? Now that you got me thinking about it, it seems very common that in Paul's letters to the churches, he's giving thanks to God for them in the churches. Every single well, except for one, every single letter he says, I give thanks for you. Was one of those letters one of the Corinthian letters? No, no, it was Galatians. It was Galatians. In Galatians, he doesn't say that. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Very interesting. Yeah, okay. So Paul, very thankful guy. Who Who else do we have in the New Testament bringing up being thankful? Well, Jesus. Well, I would assume. Yeah, yeah. Jesus <laughs> does quite a bit. Uh, in fact, between Jesus and Paul, that's pretty much it. Okay. Uh, you do get uh, one, one single reference to being thankful in the book of Revelation, and that's uh, when the crowd is singing and they say, we give thanks to you, Lord God Almighty. And uh, you get a couple of times in the book of Acts. Um, yeah. Is grateful... Yeah. The same word as I, thankful? I think it probably should be. <laughs> I don't know. We did not prepare well enough. I did not. Well, <laughs> at least not with not with the word grateful. Because that's not a Thanksgiving but, word. It doesn't count. But, yeah. But it kind of is. But it is. Yeah. But it is. Yeah. Well, now I'm going to have to go back. I might, I might do a little digging oh, while we're can, talking here. Yeah, you but, can pull that up and take a look at it. Okay. So um, with that said... Before we like start digging into the things written about here, it seems like every year Thanksgiving rolls around, and I don't know if your house is anything like my house. Um, well, I should say like your family gatherings or anything yes. like my family gatherings. Yes. But um, it seems like there's always like that time when you go around the table and everybody's got to say what they're thankful what for they're that thankful year. For. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we there's did that. like the stock list of answers. Yep. yep. Is that, yep. Is that your oh, same yeah. thing? Yeah. Okay. I am thankful for my family yeah. <laughs> who I cannot stand. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, you do, you hear family, you hear my job, you hear good yeah, health. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good health. health. Yeah. That's always a big one. Um, you know, financial concerns yeah. that come up every once in a while. You know, like it's the basic few things. And I think those things are good oh, those to are be good. thankful yeah. for. But they almost become a little like – it feels like they're – It's like a memorized prayer. Yeah. It, doesn't it becomes rote. It's much. like this, yeah. this thing you just say because. Um, 
And, and I think true, like, thanksgiving, the giving of thanks. Yeah. Uh, God wants us to, like, really mean it yeah. and, and to really yeah. kind of, like, think on it, kind of meditate on it, if you will. Um, and so there's a real intentionality behind it, and that's anything but a memorized motion that you just go through, right? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. it's a really intentional thing to truly be thankful. And so I kind of want to keep that in mind as we go through these things. Yeah, yeah. I think we ought to come back to that. And cool. Maybe by the end, talk a little bit about what we're thankful for and I'm not look for the rote answers. Oh, no. What am I going to do now? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's fair. Are you thankful for your bright orange Kia Stinger? <laughs> I am. It's pretty cool. I like that car. I do. I do like that car. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, that'd be good. Let's come back okay. through at the beginning okay. and we'll, we'll talk about that. So do you want to look at Old Testament or New Testament first? Let's start with the old. Okay. I think that's a, that's a good place to start. That kind of lays the groundwork for most stories. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there are a couple of words for Thanksgiving. I really, really focused on one, and I was amazed at what I found. Uh, the Hebrew word is yada, and that means to be thankful. But the word also means to confess your sin. That is so wild. It is. Leviticus 5, 5, um, well... Moses says there, if if somebody incurs guilt in one of these cases, and he has laid out uh, different cases, Leviticus 5, I think, concerns uncleanliness. 5-5, five, five, right? Yeah. Oh, if you're called to testify about something that you've seen, it's sinful to refuse to testify if you touch something ceremonially unclean, if you touch a person, uh, uh, something that makes a person unclean, uh, if you make a foolish vow. Now, 5-5, five, five, if you become aware of your guilt in any of these ways, you must confess your sin. Confess is the word yada. The word that is in different places translated, be thankful. Hmm. Its root meaning is confession. Now, it's not used a lot for confessing sin. There are other words that the Old Testament prefers when it talks about confessing sin. But it's confessing. In the same way, a second meaning of the word is to praise. You're confessing someone's good acts or good character. Um, Second Samuel 38 uh, is what I have written down here. Um, let me see here if that's if I if I wrote down the right one. Hey there, it's Carly Mercoulier, host of Therapy and Theology, a weekly podcast that explores popular topics and questions related to faith, feelings, and spiritual formation. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com. While you, while you snag that, yeah. I'm kind of thinking about that, like the, the similarity between those two, well, three concepts of like, it's a confession, it's a thanksgiving, it's a, what was the third one you said? It's uh, like uh, a praise. Yeah, praising. So all those things are like these outward verbal recognition yes. of something. Yes. That's kind of the – is that the common theme there? It is. It is. It, it's it's confessing. It's recognizing something. Yeah. That, either recognizing the sin that I've committed or recognizing the good in you. So, so recognition. Yeah, yeah, 2 Samuel twenty two fifty. For this, O Lord, I will praise you among the nations. I will sing praises to your name. Um, I look at God, I look at what he's done, and I praise him. And because of that, the majority of the time that that verse or that word is used, it means I will give thanks. Because... I've seen what you do. I recognize what you do. I praise you for what you've done. 
and I give thanks for what you've done. Okay. So the other thing that's in common here is it's it's a recognition of something evidential. Yeah. Like whether the evidence is something great that you have done or something like a blessing that I have received Mm -hmm. or something wrong that I have done, the recognition is based on fact. The recognition is based on something – there's you concrete can, evidence. Right. You can yeah. look at this and be reminded of it. So there's almost like a looking back or a yeah. looking at the present. Yeah. Yeah. So that's um, that's kind of the idea that you get. And you get that – let's see here. In the Old Testament, I didn't count them up, but gosh, there's five pages here. So a lot. That's, that's probably close to 90, maybe 100 times. But it predominates in First Kings, Chronicles, and uh, in those places it incurs uh, mostly uh, in First Kings and Chronicles. There are short little hymns, kind of like snippets of Psalms. Yeah, yeah. The big one is actually the Book of Psalms. There, David just continually says, "Give thanks to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord." And it is almost always in that context of we've seen what he's done. Look at how he has protected us. He's guided us. He's redeemed us. He's he's uh, delivered us from our enemies. Uh, concrete evidence of well, what God has done. What this really reminds me of um, is when we've talked about how uh, I know we've talked about this on other episodes, but maybe you could kind of recap us because I'm not going to get this totally hashed out. But how uh, the Jews looked back and yeah. like they stepped backward into the right. future while keeping right. their eyes on the past. Right. And you had something to do with like the east and the west, like the right. rising and the right. setting right. of the right. sun. Right, right, right. Uh, how did that all work well, out? Uh, there are particular words uh, for the east and for the west in the Hebrew only 1,200 words, so words serve multiple meanings. So the word for east is also the word for sunrise. That makes sense and always comes up in the east. So you look to the east, that's where the sun comes up, and because of that, this is also the word for morning. So how do you know context? Context will tell you when uh, the speaker or the author is talking about east as a direction, sunrise as a time of day, or morning in a more amplified time of day. There is another word that's used for Wes, and surprise, surprise, that means sunset and afternoon. The amazing thing is that east also means in front of, and west also means behind me. So we get the sense of uh, the Hebrew man stands facing the east. That is how he perceives himself. That is probably why if you go to Israel and ask for a road map, the top of the road map will not be north. The top of the road map is east. Because east is in front of us, west is behind us. But here's where the really interesting thing comes in. The word for sunrise, morning, east, in front of me, is also the word for the past. And the word for west, afternoon, sunset, behind me, is the word for the future. So... A Hebrew man would see himself facing the east. And as he looks at the east, what does he see? He sees the past. Behind him is the future. Now, if you think of how we envision ourselves, we tend to think of ourselves as looking at the future. We're we're forging ahead. We're moving ahead. Um, we're, We're... trying to do what we need to do to change the future, to to bring in the future. 
Hebrew man looks at us and says, you fool. (laughs) You have no idea what the future holds. The only thing that you know is the past. So look at the past. What do you see in the past? What does the Hebrew man see in the past? They see God. They see God protecting them when things got tough, leading them when the road was dark, loving them when they were alone, providing for them when they were hungry. And they say, I don't know what's in the future, but I know who is in my past. And I know that that who is going to be there in the future too. So I I really think that idea plays into this whole giving thanks. Well, it's what makes it possible. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. So so the thanks that we we see and, and give and that we are thankful for, right? The things that we've seen God do for us. Mm-hmm. That's why we can confidently walk into the future because we're keeping our eyes on what he's already done for us. Yeah. So you say the Hebrew man. I would argue that should be the disposition of man. It, <laughs> you know should I mean? be, should be. <laughs> Just, At least the Christian man. Right, right. <laughs> That's interesting. Okay. Sorry if I got us off track, but I just think that really lays oh, I a, think you're like absolutely a groundwork. Right. I think it does lay a ground, a, a, a foundation yeah. for being able to give thanks. Yeah. Because that's one of the amazing things. David says, give thanks to the Lord. First Kings, Chronicles, all the way through. Give thanks, give thanks, give thanks. You look at what Israel was going through. And there was not a lot of things that they would naturally give thanks for. And yet David constantly says, give thanks. Well, well, I think that's how it's possible to live up to that, that Thessalonian passage of giving thanks in all circumstances, is yeah. that it can't be grounded in the now. It has to be grounded in what's already been done. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Because yeah. because if thanks is based on what is happening to me right now, well it w- it would waver. Yeah. It would waver. It, that and, and so maybe that's where we get it a little screwy when we give thanks every year at Thanksgiving, you know, because I'm thankful for what I've got right now. Yeah. So often yeah. of the time that's how we perceive it. And I'm thankful for the good things. Right. When we well, actually thank God in spite of the things that were happening to them. Yeah, yeah, but but those thanks were based on the good things of the past, often, right? Many times, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and the hope of the future, right? Because if he did it then, he can do it again. Yeah, yeah. So I'm curious to hear some of these, some of these passages. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, let's look back. Uh, mentioned a couple of them already. Let's see. Uh, um, one of the early ones. Second Samuel uh, twenty two fifty. We actually read First uh, Kings eight thirty three. When your people Israel are defeated before an enemy, because they have sinned against you, and they return to you and praise your name. Here's that word praise, hmm. and they pray and plead to you for mercy in this temple. Um, I only copied that single verse, so I don't have the rest of it here. I'm looking it up even as we speak. First Kings eight thirty three and thirty four says, "Then hear from heaven and forgive the sin of your people Israel, and return them to this land you gave their ancestors." They're giving thanks precedes God uh, blessing them, God uh, delivering them. So they're thankful for something he hasn't even done yet. Yeah. And when, where is this? This is First Kings 8, 33 and 34. And, and so, I mean, it's likely, though, that they're looking back on the past saying, look, this is who God is. This is who we are. He loves us. He's for us. And so we'll thank him for what we know he will do. This whole passage 
is incredible. The next two verses, if the skies are shut up and there's no rain because your people have sinned against you, if they pray toward this temple, acknowledge your name and turn from their sins because you punish them, then hear from heaven and forgive the sins of your servants, your people Israel. Teach them to follow the right path and send rain. Um, Verse 37, if there's famine and your people pray about their troubles, then hear from heaven. Verse 41, in the future, foreigners who do not belong to your people Israel will hear of you. They'll come from distant lands because of your name. They'll hear your great name, your strong hand, your powerful hand. When they pray toward this temple, hear from heaven where you live and grant what they ask of you. That's us. We're the foreigners that, and we're not praying to the temple in Jerusalem, but we are praying to the God of the temple in Jerusalem. Hmm. This is kind of reminding me of a couple passages here. Um, Matthew 21. While you're putting that together, uh, 1 Corinthians 16 has uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 times give thanks. Give thanks and praise uh, the God of Israel. Give thanks to the Lord. Uh, give thanks to his holy name. Give thanks to the Lord. Uh, just repeated times. And that would be a Psalm of David that's recorded in 1 Corinthians. Then in the book of Psalms, all kinds of references to giving thanks. Now there, it kind of boils down between giving thanks for God's action, but also giving thanks for God's character. So it's giving thanks for who he is, and also for what he does. So this this kind of reminds me of um, prayer as well, the way we should pray, um, that we should pray expecting to see God move, right? Yeah. Um, now, whether or not that means that he follows our prayer to a T, right? He's going to do his will. But that's why our hearts and our prayers should be in alignment with his yeah. will. Yeah. Like yeah. when we see Jesus curse the fig tree and it withers. Uh, afterwards, uh, the disciples see this. They're amazed. Uh, this is in Matthew 21. Uh, in in twenty one twenty and uh, through 22, he says, uh, it's when the disciples saw this, they were amazed. How did the fig tree wither so quickly? They asked. Jesus replied, truly, I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you do what was done to the fig tree, but also you can say to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and it will be done. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Um, now, we've talked about that a lot. That's not, you know, it, this this easily gets manipulated as like a right. health, wealth, prosperity. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Faith, uh, what's the uh, word of faith kind of movement? Like, right. Um, Proclamation sort of a thing. Right. But really what this boils down to is like looking back at the past, looking at who God is, looking at what he's done, looking at the will he desires for you. We are then expected that our prayers and our hearts are in alignment with that. Yeah. And if we are praying for the will of God, if we're praying for what God wants in the first place and we expect those things to happen and we believe those things will happen, then Jesus says... God honors those prayers. Yeah. And so um, given that, you know, God's not a genie, he's not here to like perform tasks for us. But point being like, this is like, this should be our relationship with God. Yes. We should look back on who he is, thank him for what he's done and expect him to do the same in the future. Um, so pr- I think prayer is part of being thankful. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Psalm 92, it's good to give thanks to the Lord. Uh, to sing praises to your name, Most High. Oh, I like that. that there's yeah. like a worship bent on it now. Yeah. 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 That's good. So song, I mean, and how are how are we to worship, right? How are we to give thanks? It's not just through song. It's not just through like prayer and adoration. It's through the way we live our lives. Yeah. Right? Like there's parts of the Bible, like in Amos, where... You know they're doing all the doing all the stuff, but God says your hearts aren't for me. 
I want your hearts to be for me. I want you to just yes. be be just, love one another, be fair in the marketplace, you know, don't cheat one another. Let justice roll like a river, you know? Yep. So like give thanks through the way we live. Yeah. Give thanks to him and bless his name, Psalm 100. Um uh, Psalm 108, I will, I will praise you, Lord. I will give thanks to you, Lord, among the peoples. I'll sing praises to you among the nations. So you get this repetition time after time after time. Give thanks to the Lord. Uh, give thanks to the Lord for he's good. His faithful love endures forever. You even get a proverb. The one who, oh, this is going back to the, to the, uh, meaning of confession. The one who conceals his sins will not prosper, but whoever confesses and renounces his sin will find mercy. So uh, that's that other meaning of the word yada. Okay. Did you find what you were looking for there? Yeah, it was that. It was that. It was that. Passage. Okay. It was, it, it yeah, was yeah, just yeah. reminding me of that, like expectant asking, you know okay. what I'm saying? Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there's another thing that you've kind of brought to mind for me here. Yeah. Is that true thanks, like the biblical thanks, means we are thankful to God. Yes. So part of like accurate biblical thanks is putting your thanks in the right person, and that is God. Whereas I think another pitfall we have when we're often, you know, quote unquote thankful, you know, on Thanksgiving or any other day of the year is maybe it's like just kind of this broad term of like, yeah, I'm thankful for this. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. that happened. But that's not what thanks is. Thanks is thank you, God, for providing me this. Thank maybe, you, God, for doing this. And maybe this is uh – Back to that root of the meaning uh, of the word yada, it's a verbal expression. It's not just, yeah, I'm thankful. I may never say it, but I'm thankful. No, yada is confessing. Yada is saying, hey, thank you. I am thankful for this. There, There is a, a you are sending it, and there is a recipient there of, is. That, there of that is. recognition. Right. And it's God. Or should it's be God. God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I think it could also be people. But even when it's people, we're thanking God for those people, right? That's true. You Very know what true. I mean? Like yep. so so I agree, and we should be thankful to people, but at the end of the day, we should be thanking God for giving us those people. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. In the New Testament. So um it occurs, let's see here, about a dozen times in the gospels. All but two of those times, it's giving thanks for food. So if you have the tradition of praying before a meal, uh, there's actually biblical basis for that. Um, Jesus took the seven loaves and the two fish. He gave thanks, and then he fed 5,000 people. Uh, during the Lord's Supper, Jesus gave thanks, and he handed out bread. He, he handed out the cup of wine. Um, let's see here. Um, oh, those are it. Those are the two times. But uh, those two times are repeated in all four Gospels. So, so they're really uh, so driving that point home, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, the other three times, I said uh, all but one, but it's actually three. There is the, the uh, parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector, where the Pharisee stands to one side, raises his eyes to heaven, and shouts out his prayer, God, I thank you that I'm not like these other people. And what Jesus is saying is, that's not Thanksgiving. That's that's it's boasting. Not, that's yeah, pride. Yeah, that's pride. But then we get uh, the Samaritan man who was healed with the ten. Jesus sent him off to the temple, and the only one to come back was the Samaritan. And when he got back, he thanked Jesus. 
interesting, the nine just kept going. The nine went on their way. One came back and said, thank you. And Jesus' question was, where are the nine? Um, he was concerned that they be thankful. Yeah. Nine of them weren't. Yeah. Only one was. Okay, so I have a random reference. Okay. Because it's fresh in my mind because I just watched it yesterday. Gotcha. Have you ever seen Mean Girls? No, no I never have. <laughs> I never have. Okay, so one thing I forgot about Mean Girls is it's a little rough at times. So sorry <laughs> for bringing this one up, but there is a part in it at the end that makes a lot of sense with what you just said about the like the tax collector and the Pharisee. And the Pharisee, you know, oh, thank you, Lord, for doing this for me. And he's giving thanks, but it's not really thanks. There's a part where <laughs> they're, that all the girls have to apologize to one another for the things that they've done wrong. And yeah. one girl stands up and she starts saying, I'm so sorry that I did this. And I'm so sorry I did this. But all she's doing is she's using that opportunity to smear more dirt. She, so she's saying sorry, <laughs> but she's getting digs in on everybody as she's doing it. Yep. And then in the end, she just like, you know, walks off stage, but she's got this air about her. Like she's just so proud of herself <laughs> for what she just did. And that's what, what I just thought about when you were saying that deal with yep. the Pharisee. Like, yep. it's, oh, thank you, God, for this. But that's right. not what's happening in his right. head. Right. He's thinking about how awesome he is. And that's, that is actually, uh, if I remember right, there's the prayer of 18 blessings where uh, they would say, uh, thank you, God, uh, or bless you, God, that I was not born a Gentile or a Samaritan or a woman. Right. That's not thanks. <laughs> no. That's not thanks. Oh, well, and even if it is thanks, it's gross. It is. Right? Because it it's so it's misguided. Completely misguided. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Eight. What is that called? It's the prayer of 18 blessings. The prayer of 18 yeah. blessings. Well, now I've got to yeah. look that up. Okay. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. And some of the blessings, you know, they're good, but. It comes down to those, and you think, ah, oh, no, 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 no. That's, that's, uh. Right. Paul says exactly the opposite. He says, in Christ now, uh, there is no Jew or Greek. Right. No, what is it? No slave, slave or free, free. No man nor woman. Yeah. And what he's, what he's doing is he is attacking that particular prayer, saying, they name these things. Well, none of that applies to us. It doesn't matter. Right. Right. That's one of the more profound uh, passages in all of Scripture, in my yeah. humble opinion. Yes. yes. Um, but To break down prejudices. Absolutely. Oh, all of them. All of them. Yeah. All of our preconceived notions. Um, so something else, you were, you were mentioning the, the times that Jesus uh, gives thanks. Yeah. Um, one of those is the communion, is the, is the yes. Last Supper. Yes. Uh, but th this brought to mind the fact that the Last Supper is also – that would be the continuation of the Passover. It would yes. be It would be like the fulfillment yes. of the Passover. Yes. And the point of the Passover is to remember yeah. what God did for Israel right. by setting right. them free from Pharaoh, from Egypt – Right. Well, it's 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 worthwhile spending a little bit of time here to talk about that because one of the main uses in the Gospels, and it is repeated in Paul in the epistles, um, when Jesus took the bread and he gave thanks. Mm. Then he broke the bread and he gave to the disciples. Then he took a cup of wine and he gave thanks and he gave the cup of wine. They're remembering the time in uh, Egypt when uh, the angel of death came to kill the firstborn of every family. And if they had prepared, if they had sprinkled blood on the door jam and the door posts, then the angel would pass over them. And that's why we have the name Passover. Um, they're to remember that. In essence, they are giving thanks to God for that. I don't think this word for thanksgiving actually occurs. No, no, it doesn't occur at all in the book of Exodus. But uh, you get the concept of giving thanks to God for what he has done there. I mean, it's, that's literally what the Passover is. Right. 
right? And I mean, they are to institute that yearly Every to remember year. this, to remember what your the Lord your God has done for you to bring you out of the slavery of Egypt, right? This is where God made his nation. And they got away from that. They didn't do it on a yearly basis. And with two kings, I think Hezekiah and then Josiah, it mentions that they reinstituted the Passover celebration. Hmm. So Israel fell out of the habit of remembering. Man, I'm sorry. Okay, so look, this isn't even the point of where we're headed. But like, I always kind of feel, I feel stupid when I make a, a but when I notice something biblically that I should have noticed for years, and I probably have on some level, but at other times it becomes more profound. This is one of those moments where it became more profound. Yeah. But the Passover being remembering the time oh, yeah. when when God sends the angel of death to take the firstborn of every Egyptian household, if they don't well of every household in Egypt, if they don't mark the top of their doorpost with right. the blood of the lamb, right. Right? right, 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 Jesus becomes that lamb on our behalf mm-hmm. that we are now marked by, so that we are not take our right. lives are not taken, right, right. But also, rather than take the firstborn son, God gave His son. Yes, and that's so that's so poignant. Like that's so good. Um, and if anything, man, like if anything at this Thanksgiving, we can all be thankful for that. Oh, my goodness. Right? Like, yeah, yeah. That, ah, it seems, I don't know, just from what you just said, would you think it's a fair statement to say that the Passover is to Israel what Jesus' resurrection is to us? It's what gets things going. What do you mean when you say gets things going? Israel wouldn't exist without uh Oh, without, with, the, without Passover. the Passover. We wouldn't exist without Jesus' resurrection. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, the well, center of Easter. May, is... Maybe I like centerpiece better, right? Okay. It's kind of yeah. it's kind of yeah. like what everything is based on cuz I mean like you could say like without Abraham it wouldn't exist. Sure. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. But that was the culminating moment where they right. had been made slaves. That's they the were, center of it. Yeah. Right, and God freed them from the bondage of slavery and freed them from these overlords that were, you know, condemning them on the daily, making slaves out of them. And that's also what Christ does for us, but on a spiritual level, not on a physical level. I think the Jewish festivals also sort of, all of them in some way, shape, or form, point to the Passover. Because Pentecost, 50 days counted from the Passover. What about a Jubilee? Uh, Jubilee is not a festival. That's, that's Oh, fair, uh, fair, right. fair yeah, point. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So the Sukkoth, the uh, Festival of Booths, that was related to the harvest. Then you have the New Year and the Day of Atonement. The Day of Atonement is somehow related to the Passover, I think. But I confess my ignorance here. Well, I'm not sure. Okay, but so, I mean, like, even if not all of them do, you know, let's assume maybe not all of them do, right. but most do. Yeah. And with that said, I mean, you start looking at Hebrew culture, at Jewish culture, I mean, this whole idea, I mean, this whole concept of even just that East-West, like, East being the the past and the the rising of the sun, they got all these words for that, and it's also the the uh, the, the the West is the future, and it's the setting of the sun, and it's the afternoon, right, and right, right. you get all this. Okay, so even their language is like based yeah. around this yeah. idea of yeah. keeping your eyes on the past, and then you've got their whole culture built around remembering God. Yep. In Egypt, setting you free. Like how much? Exactly. I mean, b- before Jesus, who was the greatest prophet? Yeah, Moses. Moses. Hands down, nobody yeah. would have argued that, right? And so, you've got Moses, the guy that leads them out of out of Egypt, the man, right? But God leading them out of Egypt. They've got this whole culture based on that culminating moment in their history. It seems like. Yep. So if you're saying if make let me make sure I'm hearing what you're saying. You're saying Christ is that to us today. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 
And so if the Hebrew culture, everything was to point to God re- releasing them from bondage, mm-hmm. it doesn't change for us. Not at all. It should be that every bit of our culture as Christians, everything in our lives, we should be looking back and remembering that God set me free from the bondage of sin and death and slavery. Passover and Easter, it's the same time. It's the, it's the same holiday. Right. Right. I mean, and, and what's Christmas? I mean, Christmas, the other great Christian holiday. Right. What's it based on? The same concept. The concept that Jesus Christ was born into this world yeah. so that he could yeah. come and save us from the bondage right, of sin. Right, like, right, right. It's like all the Christian holidays point to the fact, Jesus. Jesus right. came. Jesus right. saved us. Jesus delivered us. So, like, why shouldn't Thanksgiving be the same thing? Yeah. You know, I understand Thanksgiving is a very American holiday. It is. It definitely is. But we're an American podcast. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> we, we are here Americans. We are in the center of America. The, yeah. the vast majority of our listeners are American. Not I all. understand. Not all, but no. the majority are. And so we're we're talking to a lot of Americans listening to this. We're going to be going through this holiday. American Christians, let's take this holiday. And make it about Jesus. Yeah. Everything yeah. we do should be about Jesus. And if you're not American, we're just talking to you about giving thanks. That's right. I mean, really, every day should be Thanksgiving for a believer. It should be. Right? I mean, yeah. we we as as American Christians have a, a particular day set aside for that, which is kind of stupid when you think about it, that we're like, <laughs> uh, this is the day when we're going to be thankful, which I, I guess it's not stupid, but it's like, it should be every day, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But it, I guess, once again, I mean, if you relate, relate it to Passover, you know, right. That one day is supposed to be like a symbolic thing yeah. for the attitude right. we take all the time. Right. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, is this the part where maybe we start to talk about what we're thankful no, for? No, there's one more thing I want to do yet. Uh, <clears throat> getting back to the fact that uh, this this uh, Greek word uh, for Thanksgiving is eucharisteo. <laughs> it occurs in the Lord's Supper and... In many churches, not just Catholic, but in many churches, the Lord's Supper is referred to as the Eucharist. Literally, it is the giving of thanks. Now, in part, I think it's because when Jesus took the bread, he gave thanks, and then he then he dispersed it, and when he took the wine, he gave thanks, and then he handed it around. But to us. But also, this is what we're giving thanks for. Because Jesus said, this is my body, this is my blood. This is a new covenant, uh, remember me. In 1 Corinthians 11, Paul says that, that Jesus said, when you do this, remember me. It's exactly what Moses said the Israelites should do in the Passover. Your children are going to ask, why are we doing this strange thing? And you're to say, we remember, well, we remember Jesus. And remembering Jesus, we give thanks. Hmm. So here's the great question. Should we, uh, should we bring back that language around communion? A li- and hear, hear me out, okay? Yeah. We live in... A time where big church, we we have literally had whole episodes called Churchy Words right. on this podcast. Right. And we understand that there is a language barrier in Christianity. Yes, there is. So hear me out. I don't know that I'm really pressing for call, you know, using Eucharistic using language an around communion. Term, yeah. Right. But what if we started using language around communion like this is the time of us giving thanks. Yeah. This is this is time to give thanks to God for our communion with God, our our dwelling with him, his dwelling with us, our dwelling with one another, right? Like yeah. all that language is good. And it's very simple language. So like I'm not knocking the term Eucharist, but I didn't know what that meant until literally 0.5 seconds ago. So so thank you Randy <laughs> yeah. for that. Um but that I mean is there value in that? Uh, there could be. There could be. 
I mean, it seems like, you know, I liturgy for the sake of liturgy or uh, sorry, another churchy word. That's uh, th- that's tradition. Big, uh, yeah. Tradition for the sake of tradition. Right. right. I'm not a fan. Right. But tradition for the sake of understanding. That's good stuff. Tradition that has lost its meaning well, is I, meaningless. But but that's that's the sad thing though too because like that word like Eucharist, okay? Losing its meaning, it's literally a different language. I don't even speak that language. Right. So like sometimes I think you just got to renew the language with the common language yeah. of where you're from. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I don't think you're taking glory away from God by dumbing down words so everyone yeah. can appreciate the meaning. Right, right. You right, know what right. I'm saying? Yes, and absolutely. so like, do I need to say Eucharist? No. Can I say Thanksgiving? That's pretty cool too. Yeah. This is a time of giving thanks. Yep. Love that. Yeah, yeah. You, you realize that when Jerome translated uh, Old Testament and the New Testament into the common language, he called it the Vulgate, yep. which means... Common. Churchy word, yeah. It's, it's the common. It's that let's... We're not necessarily dumbing down. What we are doing is expressing Scripture, expressing concepts in understandable terms. Right, but I mean, the reason I say dumbing down is like, generally today, the people that are going to speak Greek in America yeah. have studied Greek. Right. And Greek is hard. Yep. And you have to go out of your way <laughs> to do it as someone trying to do yes. it right now. It's not fun. So my point is like, I'm not saying dumbing down in like a, oh, you're dumb if you don't get this. I'm saying like it's heady and it's lame and you got to go out of your way to understand it. And it's like that's not fair to everybody because most people are never going to do that. And that doesn't mean they're doing something wrong. It's just out of the way. Why would you, right? And so, yeah, I mean I think using simple common language is good and we should do it more often. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it just got loud in this office. Everybody just started like yelling in the halls. That was wild. Sorry, random rabbit trail. Um, so yeah, what what are you thankful for? What am I thankful for? First of all, and look, you can say that this is like a coined, just plain old answer. But based on everything we're talking about, man, first and foremost. We should be thankful to God, to Jesus. Yeah, and by, thankful I, for Jesus and to Jesus. And, yeah, and you know what? Based on a sermon, uh, we, we had our founding uh, pastor of our church, uh, yeah. Daryl Riley is his yep. name. He was just here uh, yesterday when this is being filmed. Uh, yesterday he was here. He, he preached. He hasn't been here in how long? Been a ten while. Years. Yeah, ten, ten years. years. Yeah, ten years. Been a while. And uh, he gave a sermon. And, and one of the points he made in his sermon I just thought was so good. He said a lot that was really good. Um, but he said we should be more intentional about just saying the name of Jesus, like yeah, like, I like that, yeah, like talking to people about God. You know that's good, but you know th- that is not as specific of language. Like I worship Jesus Christ, and there's no confusing that language. Yeah. If I say, oh yeah, I believe in God, well, which God do you believe in? Right, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. But when you say Jesus, you've doubled down. You have you have said something very particular, and I think that that making that a more common practice. He was making the point. He had a friend whose church was growing. He said, "Well, what do you do differently?" And the guy said, "Well, you know, a while ago, we just decided as a church that we would uh, insert Jesus into our everyday conversations." The name Jesus, yeah, and not not as a swear word, but uh, you know, talking about him, talking about our relationship with him, and it creates interest. People ask, mm-hmm. and it opens up conversations, and people were coming to Jesus simply because they began to use the name of Jesus more frequently in their everyday conversations. Yeah. Um, so I'm thankful for Jesus. Yeah. I'm thankful for what Jesus has done for me. And that's not rote. No, in fact, we're commanded to do that one. Sure, sure. <laughs> like, that's, that's a big one, right? What about you? Sorry, I just stole the easy one. <laughs> oh, gosh. 
Uh, I told you before I wanted to do stuff that was not. Uh, I am thankful for strange and unusual foods. Ooh. Things that uh, I've tried that uh, after trying them may have been the first time I ever had them. And I think, uh, that was nice. That was good. God's given us the ability to taste. Yeah. That is, I'm thankful for that. Yeah. Jesus loved food. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jesus is is dealing with food quite a bit biblically. He makes the point of saying when John the Baptist came, he came fasting and you said he's he's demon-possessed. I come eating and drinking, and you call me a glutton and a drunkard. <laughs> that is interesting. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, I mean, okay. So another kind of, um, I don't know, something maybe kind of weird to say, but I, I really do feel this way. Um, I've had a lot of um, misfortunes in my life. Not you have crazy stuff. Some of it's crazy. Um but like, I mean, I've had house You've fires. You've had more in your share, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, and, and I'm not, not many people have gone through a house fire, right? Right, and it, and the reason I know that is anytime I bring it up, everybody gets weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. It's like it was years ago. It's okay. But like, point being, like, I lost my dad a couple years ago. Um, had I've had a house fire. Um, we've had crippling debt in my household when we were younger, and like I. The reason I bring these things up, I mean, health issues, whatever, like, there's so many I could go into. And I don't do that for, like, sympathy. I do that because I genuinely believe um, God has, like, kind of helped me know how to deal with hard things in my life through subjecting me to hard things in my past. And so I kind of look back on those things, and I've done this a lot in my life and thought like, you know, at the time I was really upset about a lot of the things that have happened in my life, but now at this point in my life, like I'm so happy because I see some people go through such minute things and they just lose their minds. And like I, I'm, God has like really raised my um, tolerance for hmm. dealing with hard things, yeah. and I really do appreciate that. And I know that's a weird one. But uh, I feel like it's really helped shape me in my life. I get it. I get it. I'm, <clears throat> and I want to be careful how I say this. I'm thankful for family, but it's not because family is easy. No. It's not because family is no. good necessarily. <laughs> that's that's the one thing Hallmark won't tell you. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah. One of my kids, I think, said we we put the fun in dysfunctional. I like that. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Um, family is tough. Family is hard. But it's worth it. You, you again, kind of like you just got done saying, you learn through it. Yeah. You learn things about yourself. You learn things that you need to change. Uh, I look back at my dad who was a pastor, he was also very distant. And there were reasons for that uh, in his family. <laughs> mm. um, our tendency is to imitate our parents. And I was able to look back and maybe with a little bit of a, uh, a, 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 a what, do you, what do you say, not a third perspective, but... Uh, First person? Yeah, kind of look back at it uh, with uh, an objective viewpoint. That's oh, what okay. I'm looking gotcha. for. Yeah. And able to identify some of my tendencies that I had copied from my father. And I certainly have not changed all of them. But I've tried. And mm. I'm thankful for family, for that objectivity, and for being able to not necessarily be the the some product of your parents. Yeah. Which I mean we still are 
We still to are. To some degree. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. But. But we can move beyond it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Um, all right. Here's a sappy one for you. Okay. I'm thankful for our listeners. If there was a camera I was looking into right now, I, I just made dead eye contact with it. Sadly, our cameras are not working, and, so we haven't got this. A little tear. Yeah, down a li- his yeah that's true. Yeah, there is just one single tear rolling down my cheek right now. No, but for real, uh, you guys are awesome, and our our listenership's actually been going up recently. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is super cool. We just got an email. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to go into the specifics of an email. No, 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 I don't no, want to no, do no, that. No. We, we've gotten several emails. I haven't shown you all the ones we've. Been okay, getting. we've been okay, getting several. Cool. Um, you guys have been reaching out to us, and but thank you. That's fantastic. It, yeah, it encourages us. Yeah, and like you know, sometimes like one I got literally just uh, yesterday was uh, somebody saying how they're persisting in their faith and standing firm on Jesus, even though, you know, they're going through some really hard stuff right now and then life is hard and, and, you know, still dealing with some issues that they've dealt with in the past, but they're learning how to cope with those things. And they're looking for more, um, Christian friends that they can, uh, surround themselves with because they, they're trying to become, uh, they're trying to start ministries of their own now and things. And it's like, it's getting pretty cool. Like, it's really cool to hear things like that. We get some messages from you guys that are, you know, maybe some pushback on topics and asking questions Love like, hey, too. why didn't you mention this sort of thing? You know, are you not, do you not think this? And um, kind of pushing us and asking us questions of like why we haven't talked about certain issues. Some of those have prompted episodes that we've put out uh others we've just you know responded to you and you've kind of given us some things to think about going forward in our future episodes um but you guys are awesome and thank you so much for listening to us um for as long as you have i mean man how 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 long we've been doing this now Mm, two years two and a half two and a half maybe it's over two i don't know it's been a while do you have any idea how many episodes we have? Not now? even. I don't know. I don't okay. know. But it's awesome. It's super fun. Um, but yeah. So I mean, I, we're, I I know we're both thankful for you guys. So I, I'll speak for both of us. And absolutely. That. Yeah. So thank you. Anything else? Uh, oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Oh, not uh, me. It's just those three things for me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's mean. I'm just kidding. But. Yeah, I mean, that, listen, here's the deal. I, I think what we want you guys to walk away from this episode with today is to to not just be thankful for stuff just because you feel like you're supposed to be thankful for it. Like, actually think about what God's done for you in your life. Think about the people in your life. Think about... Um, the hardships you've been through. Think about the awesome things you've been through. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even talk about that. I mean, I've had amazing experiences in my life that I'm super thankful for. And I think we've all got those, um, no matter how big or small they are, we have those great moments in life, right? And so, like, the good, the bad, the ugly, what did it do for you in the long run? And who brought you through it? And And it's God, right? Yeah. And so, I mean, he's at the heart of all of our things. And he wants us to know why we're thankful. He doesn't want us to just say it. He wants it to be real. Absolutely. And so, like, this Thanksgiving, you know, or, or you know, maybe you're not in the States. Maybe this is just a, you know, one-off episode for you and you've made it this far just because you like us. And thanks for listening <laughs> regardless. But point being, like, no matter what, just be thankful to God Every day, I mean that. Going back, I'm going to read that that verse again, just because it was so good. Um, oh no, I've gone too far. I've First gone too far. Five eighteen. I know, but here, oh no, I've looked up way too many things in between. Here it is. Yes, First Thessalonians five eighteen. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Be thankful to God. Every day. It's what God wants you to do. It's what he wants you to do. (laughs) And so, um, you know, the other thing, too, is for those American Christian listeners, I'm just going to say it one more time. Uh, Don't be afraid to make this Thanksgiving more about Jesus than maybe we have in the past. 
think about him. Incorporate him. Talk to your kids about Jesus and what he's done for you and what he's done for them and teach them to be thankful. Um, Make this a teaching moment. Make this a Christian moment. Don't just let it be about the Mayflower and the Pilgrims this yeah. year. You know what I mean? Like Make this Thanksgiving a Eucharist moment. Yeah, uh, 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 <laughs> Yes, a Thanksgiving moment, right? Yeah. yeah. And if you want to say Eucharist, that's okay too. <laughs> it's just a big funky word, that's all. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening. Randy, do you have anything else? I really don't, no. Excellent. Well, we wish you a happy Thanksgiving. And uh, to to those who aren't our American listeners, we wish you a happy Thanksgiving because every day is Thanksgiving Day. And uh, we we thank you for listening to this podcast. Uh, Check out all of our episodes at SaltySaintsPodcast.com. Make sure to get over and check out LifeAudio.com. They're our buddies. We like them a lot. Uh, They've got lots of cool podcasts over there for you to check out about Christian living and uh, how to read your Bible, all sorts of fun stuff, Uh, just biblical concepts all over the place, and a lot of fun spins. Um, So go check out some of those podcasts. And until next time, stay salty. Hey, Ted, what do you want to do today? Well, Ashley, I've always got uh, work to do, naps to take, but I have a better idea. How about we invite everyone to listen to the Team Us podcast? I love that idea. Let's do it right now. Hi, everyone. We're Ted and Ashley Slater, and we'd love for you to join us as we talk about teamwork in marriage. We share how grace, commitment, and cooperation can help couples live the everyday moments of marriage together. To listen, go to lifeaudio.com and search for Team Us.